Hi. Hey, yeah, come on in. Happy cha- National Change of Light Day. Oh, I'm so glad you could make it to my Change of Light Day party. Uh, we've been looking forward to the Change of Light Day party all year. We can't wait to change some lights. Oh, by the way, thank you. I'll, thank you. I'll, here's my coat. Um, th- this is um, my new girlfriend, Ozma. Uh, Ozma, meet Alex, my friend Alex. He's hosting this party. Oh, 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 nice. N- nice to meet you, Ozma. Ozma's kind of she's kind of shy, so just it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Well, well, well come on in. Can I get mm-hmm. you both drinks? Uh, Ozma, uh, what, what do you drink? Ozma doesn't drink. Um, I'll just have a glass of uh, Pinot Grigio, you know, if you don't mind. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go get that for you in a sec. I just, Ozma, what, what is it you do? It's hard to explain. It's just one of those like really technical jobs. It's like hard to explain, you know. J- Jerome, can I talk to you for a sec? Yeah, yeah, sure. You, you, Osmond, you, you just, you just make yourself comfortable. Everyone here is really nice. Okay, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay, okay, okay. No, you, no, you say bye first. No, you say bye first. Okay, okay, bye. Okay, I'll do it. Bye. All right. Yeah, what's up, J- J- Jerome? I, I, I'm sure she's nice, but but how does this work? How does what work? She, she, she's a sphere, Jerome. Mm-hmm. She she barely fits through the door. What? Wait, I cannot believe the body shaming that is happening out no. of your whoa, mouth whoa, whoa, right whoa, whoa, now. No. I, I'm not body shaming anyone. You Jerome, just did. Jerome, she's a platonic solid. Our relationship is anything but platonic. It's very serious. I'm, I am outraged right I just, now. I I'm, can't believe this. I'm trying to understand. She has no features. She has plenty. Plenty of features. You just have to get to know her. Good God, maybe you're just not ready for our relationship. I knew coming here would have been a mistake for change a light bulb day. We're never gonna get any light bulbs changed. Oh my god, you're my friend. I, I will support you. I just I just don't understand how this works. You know, maybe it's not for you to understand, okay? Come here, Ozma, we're leaving. We're not welcome here. Oh boy, that I didn't mean for that to blow up. Oh, was that Jerome just leaving? Yeah, I I guess I pissed him off about his new girlfriend. Oh, was that his girlfriend? She's smoking hot! Ah! But- this episode of Storm Buds, it's finally pirates! We chase sky pirates into the Void Ark. And then the Void Ark is Ark from the ship, and the ship is the space and devil the devil's there the satan himself is there with a cat yep welcome to storm buds i'm your warrior of light jerome barbatsis and i'm joined by my co-warrior of light alex hambrock say hello happy week after halloween everyone this is i guess appropriate for a week after halloween um if that introduction was not the best it's because this content's not the best yeah, and Jer- i didn't care about it <laughs> Jerome, what was it I said at the end of the last episode about the Alexander stuff? That it marked like a new new high water mark for quality of writing and tying Woof. together storytelling and Woof. themes? Woof. Yeah. yeah, so Void Arc, huh? <laughs> so Shadow of Mock is the actual um, thing. Um, but So that's the t- main topic that we're covering today on our Final Fantasy XIV main story quest and relevant side content uh, recap podcast. Um we are. This is our penultimate episode of Heaven's Word. Um, next will be our final episode. So before we go any further, how about we talk about the side quests that we've been up to? I'll start because um, my side quests are a bit of a replay. I've been replaying through uh, Disco Elysium. Oh yeah, yes, how is my that? second. Well, it's it's fine. I think. Um, I think so. The first, if you're not familiar with Disco Elysium, it's a um, point-and-click adventure game with elements, very like elements of character building and randomized storytelling. But largely, it's a point-and-click adventure game um, that I love. But uh, um, the the thing is, I didn't build my character different enough the second time. I was gonna just ask about that. Yeah, like, I was like, how I, I did wild the abilities. The diverge? first, the first time I did like a really sensitive guy but then i like just tried to do get like succeed as many skill checks as possible this time i like really tried to keep my stats super low to see if like the story would progress in a different way it's kind of not like i i did a lot of the motorics instead motorics 
the motorifics. I can't remember the the motor scales you ones. Know, good with your um, fingers. Yeah, that I like didn't really have too much of, but I still. Uh, it's not it's not diverging quite yet. I'm also ideolo- ideology wise. Last time I was a centrist, which was very very good. It's very <laughs> funny. Game, yeah, the game is not a fan of centrists. Oh my god, it's so it's so wild. Um, this time I'm doing a, a, like a, a sexist communist um, kind of guy and a apocalypse cop um, as a opposed to uh superstar cop i kind of wish i'd saved superstar cop for this one with like the the finger guns though the finger guns is a new thought that i've not had before the uh, internalizing finger guns so boy I, if you haven't played disco elysium this conversation is going to make you gotta i can't sense. i'm not going to explain any more of it like because the less i explain <laughs> the better it game, is though. it's really excellent um and another game that just came out officially has been vampire survivors i was into that I was getting back into that for a bit. I got pretty close to getting all the unlocks done, and I was like, eh, I'll wait for more. Um, but it's a good little top-down um, bullet heaven, I guess it's been described. It's like a you you're, you're, you you just start as a little guy wandering around. Your weapons fire automatically at, at, at hordes of enemies. I guess it's kind of like an automated sort of um, warriors game it's dynasty like what, warriors kind of game what if you're the bullet hell yeah, right like what the, if all the enemies the are trying heaven. to dodge you it's yeah the enemies are trying to dodge you um it's good but and it's good and it's cheap uh check that those have been my two bigger gaming ventures um and i uh, how about you alex honestly uh haven't been playing a ton of games yet so we're gonna branch out a little bit here we're gonna talk about books now why haven't you been playing games i mean well i, I was sick with covid for two COVID! weeks <laughs> and i didn't feel Sorry. particularly up <laughs> I mean, lying Poor in bed guy. doing Sudoku puzzles probably doesn't count as playing games. It's, it's, we can talk it sounded, about my, it sounded real bad, but yeah, we can talk about the Sudoku rabbit hole some other time. No, Ooh, I'm just uh, any 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 sick tips for our Sudoku fans at home. Um, there's usually a three in each column. That's my tip. <laughs> That's a That's, really good tip. Mm-hmm. You can you can probably count on that. Awesome, awesome, cool. Well, that does it for our side quests. Um. We're going to try and cover the Shadow of Mach story as best as we can at this point. Um, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be too hard, but it's also going to be really hard to get through. <laughs> so why don't you take us off? We're just going to move at a clip here. Mm-hmm. We start things off with the quest Sky Pirates. It's Pirates! It, it is Pirates. It's it is, finally Pirates! It is actually Pirates this time. I mean, Wait, no. Back in the beginning, it was Pirates then too. <laughs> it's always been Pirates. It's probably been Pirates. <laughs> no, so in Ishgard, we the quest starts off when we find this poor trader who, like you know, he um, put all his money into an airship carrying goods, and it's gone missing in the Sea of Clouds. Great to the Sea of Clouds, fantastic. And we ask around Camp Cloudtop out the Camp Cloudtop. Blah, wow, I'm doing great tonight. We love the Sea of Clouds. You it's know, our favorite um, zone. Someone did see an airship heading off erratically, so we go to investigate it. We mm-hmm. find the helmsman out in the middle of nowhere, being threatened by pirates trying to plunder him. They uh, taunt us. Hey, what are we? Some kind of hero? We're about to fight them. When a fighter jet swoops by and a mysterious figure jumps out, he's a dashing lad with red goggles, and his name is Redbill Leofard, the infamous pirate. And it's at this point that I started to get a sinking feeling when I was like, oh, we're getting into the names where they were just like, names, names, names. Leopard? Le- Leofard? Well, put an F in there. It's fine. Leopard. Anyway, it's like, it's like, so he is not happy that these other pirates who are holding someone up and taking their cargo, the thing that that pirates do, he thinks that they're giving pirates a bad name. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a eighties covered band named Depp Lefford. They all dress you, up like Johnny Depp. You spent the, in- I took so long just the- now trying to process my, like, how do I make my mouth say Depp Lefford? <laughs> That's also a horrifying uh, idea conceptually. I I want to get a restraining order against all of them. Yeah, that sounds good. Anyway, so he he's confronting these other pirates, and he just he shoots them all point blank. It's heaven's word. Yeah, it's heaven's word. It wouldn't be heaven's word if people weren't getting shot point blank. And so the the guy with the cargo is like, "Oh, thank God, Leofard saved me. My boss will know that you did this." And then he runs off. And really, this entire thing was just an excuse for us to meet up with Leofard because. Is it Lefford? Is it Leofard? What should I be saying? Who cares? Who tell us tell us on not Twitter. 
I'm not logging into Twitter anymore. We're not logging into Twitter for a while. Listen, check us on our email. Do you want to pay 20 bucks a month to get verified? No. We're not going to be famous enough to get verified. Anyway... You could. It's, our email is stormbudspodcast at g. Is it stormbudspodcast? Yeah, stormbudspodcast okay, at gmail.com. I obviously check that all the time. No, I just automatically log into it. I don't actually look at the name of our email. Anyway, you can email us if we're wrong, or if you have a really strong pronunciation thing. That's our social media now. Email. Fuck Twitter. The original. E- the original social media. Yeah. We should start like a Usenet group. <laughs> a WhatsApp. <laughs> An IRC channel. Dude, that would be sick. <laughs> fuck discord we're going back to irc that would be really funny hey actually man, it's not owned by a corporation okay it's the people's internet <laughs> what the hell are we talking about sky pirates yeah so apparently Leofard, he's not one of those robbing things pirates he's uh piracy is about adventure oh, and freedom no, for him the... which is not really what piracy is about God, not but, the code okay. of conduct pirates fucking limsa laminsa all over again except yeah. like less cool yeah, he's a pirate adventurer, and he asked me to join him in an adventure if I'm interested, which, of course, I am, because this is the quest. Yeah, I guess. So we fly back to his hideout in the north part of the map. We meet up with his second-in-command named Stasia, and she yeah. takes us to this Lost Boys-esque ramshackle hideout where they all live, basically. Yeah, Google Stasia shows us around. You're just, you're just on a roll tonight. These are great I have a, nothing out. else to work with for this stupid quest. <laughs> anyway, we get there just in time to hear an argument with someone named Radilla, who is a captain of the rival pirate fleet named the Talons. I think it's because... Radlia. Like Boo Radlia. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, I think I think the L's first. I think I misspelled it everywhere in this document then. I okay. think so. Email us. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, she um wants to make an um she wants to make an expedition into the ghost ship, but he's not interested exactly. Um, and then we get, and then she storms off. We go inside, and Leofard's like, "No, I just told her that. Of course, we're going to the ghost ship. It's a massive airship of queer design. Yeah, cool. Adrift on the wind. Everyone who's gone to investigate it has vanished, which is very spooky. It's probably some old Allegan relic. We should check it out. Probably pirates. Cool tech. Yada yada yada. End of quest." They have a device to track it down. They just need an adventure. Cool. Well, great. Okay. The rule of the skies is next, which is basically uh, a Lalafell named Utata has made a ecto compass. Uh, time to board our compasses and head out, or our interceptors and head out for the ship. And we, um, this is at this point, we just queue for the duty. You know, we just get ready to do the dungeon run, and we get our first look of the void arc. Oh yeah, this is so. This is the void arc, the first. First raid. Um, this was the first alliance raid I did, and boy, was I like, oh, I guess alliance raids aren't interesting. <laughs> Back then, you didn't have to do Crystal Tower beforehand, like anything, like you didn't, or you did, I didn't have somebody to tell me to do them. And unlocking it was a pain in the ass. So I never did it. So Void Arc was my first one, and boy, howdy, is this dungeon full of tank and spanks? I will say, I mean, design wise, this ship is fucked. Oh like, yeah, you know the ship Event Horizon, the movie Event Horizon about the spaceship that goes to hell. This makes that ship look like a kindergarten. This ship is like this ship is mega fucked. Yeah, so this ship is I think I think I mean with the the way I made us do these quests, um I think it's helpful to at least see kind of the get a get an understanding of the void, right? And what it is with the warring triad stuff and Unukalhai and all that stuff and you're coming into it, which raises some questions that about timeline stuff that we'll get to when it comes up in the plot, I think. Okay, cool. Um, so the Void Arc is a Alliance Raid, 24-man Alliance Raid. The first boss, we'll just go right between the bosses. The first boss is a big Manta Raid that you kill, and then he splits up, splits the raid up into four groups. He just kind of bounces around. You dodge the AoEs. There's lightning stuff. Uh, It's, like, cool at the first, because he's, like, going around and destroying parts of the ship and, like, whoa, kind of Bismarcking it about, but it's, like, Like, the designs of all of this are yeah. fun and gothic in a way the game hasn't done a ton of before. It's right. just not interesting to play. So this is, yeah, this is all, like, relics from a civilization that's not the Alagon Empire that has fallen to calamity. But uh, a, a civilization which we will learn, like, mm-hmm. it's not just the ship. Their entire apparent, like, mode of decor is just coffins. It's yeah, just, it's, it's coffins the, um, There's a couple of, I don't remember if we did, um, there's a, I mean, there's a, certainly a lot of side quest dungeons we did not do in a realm reborn that do set up the war of the magi a little bit um but like this if this were the payoff for it if this was supposed to be the payoff for that kind of thing 
Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's we like, fight. Yeah, oh, keep going. Th- yeah, we fight on. Sorry, the 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 second boss is the the doggy with the plant. And then you hide, like, oh. the doggy can't kill the plant. There's, there's also the Malboros in the vent thing, too, which is a, just a mess. I remember all of this. Uh, exactly. <laughs> doggy with the plant, half the raid kills. It's like bad Leviathan. You know, half the raid kills the one half, the other half kills the other half of the boss. There's, like, a curtain call mechanic in it. Who cares? The third boss is the Kuchulain, um, big tentacle demon, which is actually very good. I think that boss is pretty cool. Which has ads that are called Fubar, which really mm-hmm. threw oh, me. Oh god! As... Yeah, that's a that's a blast from the past. The Fubar ads. Oh wow! Some Gen X software engineer coded this boss. But um, <laughs> remember? Uh, okay, big spooky coffin shaped door behind it. Naga lady. Oh yeah, the coffin shaped door is uh Naga. Yeah, not blade with limbs of blade. I think it's the. What's her name? The some vague her name is what is her Eclipse name not, or something it's echidna I echidna think. that's it's right. echidna which this one looks, looks nothing like knuckles nothing I don't nothing like knuckles or an echidna um she splits up into three parts one of them was a naga and then God. so so it's so dull whatever we beat her this was dull on release and then they nerfed it to be even more dull thank god but like so we beat her and leofard approaches and uh while i was fighting them off they found a treasure chest full of gold and jewels and stuff. Which, where? <laughs> where? Bitch, where did you find that? <laughs> the whole ship. I can't. All the ship is. It's, it's a giant ship it's made of coffins. It's just empty space and it's coffins. It's a giant ship it's made of like, coffins. It's just, it's just void energy and coffins and that's it. And one chest full and of gold. And one pirate chest. <laughs> one 18th century pirate chest and an entire ship full of goth ass co- okay but whatever where the whole fight happened in front of this giant creepy glowing coffin and then um it like the whole place begins to shake a winged demon emerges from the giant coffin diabolos diabolos did we do so i don't i don't know if we did the original dungeon that he's from as part of the MSQ. i don't think we did i think it's an it's a side so it's like completely missable so there's these characters that are coming in that like have a grudge with you maybe i guess because like you you've released him but beat him but you still kind of released him was it from i think it was just lost city of amdapur the first one um so amdapur uh is the was the enemy of mock right um and, sure right and so they had him in prison there and he's diablos is very mad about that still yes and he seems very mad and so like you know we're suddenly in danger and when then a mysterious voice beckons us to come this way quickly it's a little cat thing oh boy you know Similar to how, like, last time, how, like, the cone looked like nothing cone! else in the game. It was, like, a big textless black cone. Yeah. This cat also looks like nothing else in the game. This cat looks like it's something from, like, a Tim Schafer game from, like, 2005. Or a Tim Burton movie. Or a Tim Burton this movie. Is, I mean, this is a whole Tim Burton kind of thing. They're, they went for it. it. It is, but this cat looks like it's out of Psychonauts. Oh, that's good. Yeah, this is Cat She. Um, this is a callback to Final Fantasy VII, if you are unfamiliar. Um, but, like... It didn't, I don't know if this actually needed to be Cat She. And also, this isn't what Cat She looks like in that game? No, it is. Cat- Eyeballs the size of, like, tennis balls and a tiny little head? Well, I guess not, but, like, still is a small cat. Okay, it's a with small a black cat with a red cape, sure. Like, yeah, whatever. But, yes. They did They did do have a little bit of artistic liberty with the size of the eyes. Okay. Um, that's hardly the biggest sin that this art commits. No, it's not. It's very funny to me that it stands out. That, 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 it that does stand out. stands out so much. Okay, anyway, we fly our mana cutters out in the nick of time. Oh, yeah. But the ship has awakened. It's glowing purple and red. Um, the chains break off, and a giant purple laser begins charging, which fires like an enormous trail of purple void along the sky. Mm-hmm. And then a giant coffin descends from inside the coffin ship, and the cat says, oh, the queen's coffin. And then the coffin is lowered into the strip of void created by the laser, and then the void closes up. Rad. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, at least. Spoiler yeah. alert, it's not going to be cool. <laughs> so it's we, not the best. Whatever. We get back. Um, that was a close one. Hey, we got some treasure. Awesome. But uh, while we were gone, the Falcons kidnapped Utada, the engineer, and Radilla... Radlia. Radlia? Yeah. Radlia likes the look of that big laser cannon, so now she wants to claim the void arc for herself and rule over the skies. 
And at this point, we're back to like, these character motivations don't make a lot of sense. What would ruling over the skies with a giant purple laser craft mean? I, I guess it would mean that she could rob people more effectively. I, I don't know. Whatever she, she wants the ship because it's big and powerful and, uh-huh. and it looks scary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, okay, plot beats I'm going to hit here because they're important. Leofard gives her the compass in order to get the Otada back, but he slips the link pearl into it so that we can overhear their, what they're saying, which is important later. And then Kat, she tells us about the Void Ark and the whole story and the city of Mach, which stood in the lands of Yefem and the sorcerers that mastered terrible destructive magics and the War of the Magi. And the, the giant flood that resulted, that drowned Eorzea in the sixth sort of umbral calamity. And so the Magi constructed a great ship to bear them to the skies, but to keep it aloft, they took the life energy of a thousand serpents, servants and sealed it inside. The swiftest way they found power to, like, you know, do all their dark magics and have a giant flying ship and stuff mm-hmm. was the enslavement of Void Scent, which are the beings that come from the Void. Right. So Yefame is uh, located to the south of Kurthus and to the west of Mordona, kind of like in that area of Eorzea. It's on the the western edge of the peninsula. Amdapur is located in the Black Shroud, kind of on the eastern edge, and that's like they were kind of that's sort of the directionality, I guess, of the war. Um, and the Yefemi were uh, the Black Magi, and the Emdapuri were White Magi. And their clash, of course, caused... Um, I don't know if we learned this yet. I'm just going to explain it now, because I think it's helpful. They're, they're, the clash of those two did cause... A, at some point, it's not exactly explicit what caused the calamity uh, that befell their civilization, but it did cause a calamity of water. That's why they needed yes. this ship. They say that, yeah, the giant flood. Yeah, the giant flood, right? And um, Okay, the question I did have here, though, was... Uh-huh. This is like a thousand years ago, right? No, or several thousand years. Like, several thousand years this ago. This is no, 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 no. I think the there's some mentions of if you've been paying attention to the Red Mage quest, you've been leveling Red Mage. There's yeah. some mention of this as well, and that how the Red Mage Red Magi are supposed to be. Oh, like, right, because the whole balancing thing, whatever uh-huh. they emerge to, like you know, balance these forces, etc. I mean, it, you're fifteen ten. It, it's far enough back for my question to be relevant. I think, which is. So there's that kid we met a few episodes back. Didn't he come from the world that became the Void? Yes. How does the timeline of that work out? Like, if the Void existed several centuries ago, but his world became the Void while he was, like, you know, alive? There is a mechanic um, that that is hitherto yet explained. Unexplained, I mean. Got it. Okay. I will. I will be satisfied with knowing that that question gets answered later. It does get answered later. Okay. Back to lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the heart of the Ark is entombed the great ruler, Skatach? Skatach? Skathak, maybe? Skathak. So the Shadow Queen. Umbral. Oh, around 50. I, I was bothering me. It is around 1500 years ago. So, okay. 1000, not, not 2000. Split the difference. Yeah. But anyway, um, Skatak, the Shadow Queen, is at the center of the ship. And to control her, they needed a powerful mage. And so Katshi's uh, master, who was kind of a conscientious objector to the whole thing and really didn't want to get involved in the war at all, basically got roped into, um, like, you know, containing Skatash so that, like, terrible calamities didn't happen. Well, and a lot of good that did. And then, as things do, uh, stuff went bad on the ship, and an outbreak of trapped void scent brought it all crashing down. Oops. Lots of people died. The whole ship became abandoned. And it's just been floating in the skies, abandoned ever since, basically. Fun. Cool. So why is this happening now? Well, a small void sent flew in and began working to break the seals, which I'm guessing is Diabolos from the previous... I believe so, yeah. yeah. We let Diabolos out, apparently, and now he intends to liberate his queen. So the weird void ribbon that he opened up and threw her coffin into, it's just like a teleporter that's going to teleport it somewhere else in Eorzea, and we may need to find it. Whatever, that's the quest. Yes. We need to save the world by stopping Diabolos from unleashing his queen from within the coffin. Fun. Okay, world's in danger again. How does yeah. that theme song go? What? What theme song? We're telling how we saved the world again. Okay. Um. This is a theme song for us saving the world. Da 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 da. We're gonna beat the bad guys. I'm. I am talking about the clip of audio that plays at the top of every episode of this podcast. Oh, that one. 
I appreciate your new one too. <laughs> Next quest, the Weeping City. Oh, the Weeping City of Salt. That's what we used to call this raid. Oh boy, okay, I'm reading through this. And I'm trying to figure out like what can I skip over here because there's a good chunk of it. <laughs> oh boy, a lot of it, probably. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We, okay, whatever. We are trying to track down where they went, which is difficult. We are trying to get Radilla, Rabulia, the other lady pirate, to help us out, but Ra- she's not being playing along. Really. Ragu. Um, we asked some basic questions, and she's like, "I mean, I have a second compass, but it's not pointing at the void arc anymore. It's pointing somewhere else." And we're like, "Well, maybe it's pointing at the other major source of void energy, wow. which might be that Did coffin." That, and we're that like, took oh, us, "That took great. us that long to figure out? Great, great. We'll just follow the compass to where the other major <laughs> source of void energy that is not the coffin ship is." And so we just, we just do that. Rad. Turns out they were going directly to their kingdom. We probably could have fucking figured that out. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Some we have we have the history for this. And then, oh no! Alert! Talon airships led by Lady Pirates are headed towards the nest. Are they attacking us? But no. it turns out that actually they've come to beg for our help in rescuing her because they did use our, they figured it out faster than us. Yeah, they, they were did. like, why wouldn't we just go to the, this obvious place? They did use the compass. They tracked down some old ruins. She was kidnapped by a spider demon, and then they lost track of her. Yeah. Whoops. And we listen to um, the Link Pearl to see, like, you know, oh, is the other compass? Is it anything coming out? And mm-hmm. there's um, a bunch of screaming, which is really fun. That's fun. Good for her. This is where we learn that they're after the Null Stone, yes. which in Dungeons & Dragons is a giant stone ring that can kill the Mind Flayers. But in this game is apparently a giant stone cube that can kill all the Void Scent. So same basic premise. Basically. And so we're off to the ruins of Mach. And Leofard's chambers, we come up with a plan. You know, um, okay, some interesting lore stuff I'm going to say here in case it comes up relevant later. The thing about Void Scent is that the stronger they are, the harder it is for them to get out of the Void. Their power kind of weighs them down. So they make sort of like, you know, warlock demonic pacts with mortals in our realm who create rips in reality to let them in. Mm -hmm. So like the whole Void Scent thing is based on the sort of like contractual thing. And the mock people were very wisely like, okay, deals with demons, probably going to break the contracts, better have a backup plan. Let's make this null stone that can just sort of like immediately obliterate any of them in case any of them get any funny ideas. And so Diabolus needs to get the thing because he needs to have control over it so no one can threaten him. We need to get it so that we can threaten him. Fabulous. Does that take us? That takes us into the raid. It uh, itself. Yes, it does. Okay, great. Um, this raid was. I liked this raid when it came out, but uh, the third boss is quite hard. Let's go through it boss by boss. First boss is that spider lady. Um, she has kind of a, a couple of mechanics. One, she just sort of like sucks people into her web, and then the, you got to stay in the sticky part of the web unless you get turned into the quicksand. Um, that's kind of neat. And she also then knocks people up to like the top level where she has uh, a oh, big yes. web. Yeah, yeah. I guess. And then you gotta, and then you gotta like poke holes in that web and go down and destroy the knots that are keeping the web up, so that you can get her out of her little safety cocoon. Is that what's happening in that fight? Yes. Okay. Okay. You don't really have to pay attention too much. To, you just gotta. I don't know. It's there's a lot going on in alliance raids, and sometimes it's just not clear what's what, and when there's two different rooms to work with. Um, the second fight is, um, is it Ferdinand again? Is it Franz Ferdinand? I don't know. It's a guy who does, who has a zombie mechanic. And I do wish we didn't do these. We didn't do this one together. I do wish I had seen you try to navigate this fight. Cause it's not clear. You're supposed to, um, so you're supposed to of course stay out of all the zombie goop. And if you get like oh, turned into right. a zombie, you get instantly killed. Yes. But there's one move that he has called mega death where you're supposed to intentionally stand in one of the zombie stacks. <laughs> So that you don't immediately die to Mega Death, you just go to one. That makes this fight make more sense. I was just following. Str- <laughs> Why did I die randomly? I was kind of just following the strategy of like run where everyone else is running, and it, it got me through that only one, like one or two revives. Yeah, but- that one you have to stand in exactly one. If you stand in two stacks or overlapping stacks, you get two stacks. You get turned into a zombie and you die anyway. So it's weird. Um, the third fight is the kind of star of the show here. This is uh, the Ozma fight um ozma of course 
a reference to the super boss of Final Fantasy IX, but also to um, what the Wizard of Oz. Or yes, the, the character the of character. the Wizard of Oz, which it's a character from the later books who is a princess who is um, who is uh, thinks that she is a boy, but then discovers that she is actually a girl. It's um, kind of interesting gender bendy for the time period, mm. and ends up being a major character in Dorothy's best friend for like the rest of that series. Okay, yeah, so. Um, not not so here, but no, in this in this it's in, in this Ozma is orb. In this Ozma is the giant, orb. Ozma is the giant crystal angel from like, Evangelion. It's I was the, like, well, I think the, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, like that 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 in the last episode that the cone was like nothing else in this game as of yet, and I was like, well, in one episode we're gonna get we're gonna get another shape. <laughs> Giant orb that turns into pyramids and other weird another, shapes. Another, yeah, pyramid, yeah. That I mean, the fight's cool. Um, I don't. It's a, it's actually quite complicated, and it was really hard when it first came out. Um, obviously, our gear wasn't all maxed out, and numbers were tuned differently. You got it. Just have to know where to stand based on what form it turns into. Um, but it's rad. Uh, and kind of chaotic. Yes. The uh, last cool fight. Visually. Last fight is hair lady. Califesti. Um, Califesti. She has hair. You're supposed to, if you're maintaining her, you try and tank the the hair. The, one of the halves of the hair has a blade on it. You try and take that away so that because she doesn't, so she doesn't swipe everyone with her hair blade. And then she plants different shaped hair, like axe shaped and spear shaped and ball flail shaped hairs into the ground that you have to like know how to dodge, and then knocks you up or whatever. It's it's wild. It's kind of wild, but all, but once you get it, it's like ah, oh, it's kind of easy, but it's cool. It's cool, but we beat her. We beat her. And then we get the green orb, and the green orb descends, mm. and then the green orb turns out to be the Null Stone, and then um, that's all of a sudden when one of Diabolos's minions named Ferdiad shows up, looking oh, yeah, like the fucking boss, right? Zack Snyder-esque uh, character. Okay. And he has Lady Pirate Prisoner, and he's like, give me the orb or something bad will happen to her. And Leofard pulls his gun and is like, I don't care if anything happens to her. And then uh, Kat She begins powering up the stone while Leofard basically taunts the demon in order to, you know, buy time. And then just as he dives into attack, the orb turns into a cube and then the cube blasts him. And then <laughs> I have a note here that says, wow, there's a very fancy character model to spend on a, literally a 60 second scene. Oh, they reuse that model. They do. Well, it turns he survives, actually. He just uh-huh. he taunts us and he runs away. The, that's not the first time they've even used it, I don't think. But um um very good i was hoping like i remember the first time being oh just shoot her who cares honestly the thought it's heaven's word it's heaven's word just shoot her but also like we have no emotional connection to any of these characters i don't care what happens to any of them i uh, other I, than cat she is cute i guess cat she is pretty cute that's about it okay back to our base to regroup <laughs> yes that's it we go back freedom I, of our skies i think bradley is a little miffed yes <laughs> Bradley, uh, she immediately marches in and wants to know um, what happened to the rest of her crew, which is understandable. Uh, Leofard is like, shut up. What do you know about the Void Arc that no one else does <laughs> since it was clearly up. something that we didn't know? And she's like, I mean, I guess I do have this ancient book describing the Nullstone and its powers and uh, how this whole thing works. And then she's like, she tosses it over and it's badly damaged. And she was like, if I had the ship and the Nullstone, I'd be queen of the skies. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Though? Yeah, you okay? Like, who you, cares? Whatever, right? And now she is like, okay, well, but at least now you want revenge for your slain comrades, and she's like, yes, of course I do. And it's like, well, great, won't you join us, and you can get revenge that way? And she's like, well, no, because all my best people died, and I'm left with kind of the shitty ones. So we're not really in a shape to go do anything. <laughs> like, ah, uh, you don't really want me around. <laughs> Whatever she gives us a curse, she gives us a stupid book. It's time for Cat She to like you know use his knowledge of the stuff from being a thousand, fifteen hundred year old being to decipher it. Knowledge. And the camera pans above Leofard's head to a portrait of a lady who we will learn more about later, mm-hmm. much later. Yeah. You might think we should learn about her now, nope. so that would inform his character and help us understand interesting things about him. But no, we're going to learn at the very end when it doesn't matter anymore. Knowledge. Now it's time for knowledge. Here okay. in my sky garage. <laughs> I just have a note here that's like, uh, Ferdiad apologizes Man. to Diabolos. Diabolos is like, whatever, I'll do it myself. The queen's power is waxing. And I just have a note saying, I don't care about any of this. No love for my good Tazharai jokes. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Her. Is Ty Lopez. Cause her eye is the fucking the Ridge Racer dude. Yeah, yeah. How did I fuck those up? Former CEO of Sony. <laughs> How, how did, Ty Lopez. I know Kessler, right? Where's pink shirts? I do too. Why did I say his name instead of Ty Lopez? <laughs> I'm lost at this point. Oh, maybe you need more knowledge. I, I, I am overflowing with knowledge, okay? I have too much knowledge. Arguably, my knowledge is what causes me pain. <laughs> if the Ty Lopez ads on YouTube said that, I would have watched every single one. <laughs> Instead of this grifter shit, it's just ennui. <laughs> Sorry, continue. It's I'm finding it man. hard to focus on the recap of this episode. I apologize. Where shadows reign. Cat She has made an important discovery in the book, a discovery about himself. It turns out his old master was the one who summoned Diabolos in the first place. Son of a bitch! Wait, wasn't she opposed to the war? Well, yes, but she kind of wanted to, like, oppose it by basically being like, look, okay, if I just give us a nuke, then we'll be so freaked out by having a nuke that we won't want to use it, right? And That's... everyone else is like, no, of course we're going to use the demon nuke. What are you talking about? Um, turns out... <laughs> Not a great, God, not a great judge so, of human nature. It's so stupid. It's, it's really so stupid. stupid. It's a bad. It's plan. unbelievably stupid. This is not a like difference between smartness and wisdom. Okay, Smart, smartness, intelligence, intelligence, and wisdom. <laughs> I guess it's just uh, uh, it's this is so baffling. Why did the so she gives she gives him the demon nuke in the form of Diabolos and then protests using it and ends up in prison. And it's just like, wow, you you accomplished nothing that you wanted and actually accomplished several things you did not want. Cool. Yeah. Weird. So that they use the Diabolos to learn how to summon and chain the queen because, of course, there were no limitations to the power they wanted. And, of course, he gave you bad instructions. Idiots. Oh, my God. Everyone involved just messing with powers they don't understand. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guess not. If only they had like elegant relics to look back on or something. I, I, I'm getting more passionate about this, honestly, just to give myself something to do. <laughs> Cat, she feels responsible for all of this because he was a student of the master. He has the Nellstone. Time to erase Diabolos from the from existence. So we need to plan our next move. Oh no! Suddenly, stuff's happening outside. Uh, oh. I guess no time to plan. Okay. Leofide rushes out. We follow him. It's Diabolos. He's here. How convenient. Great. And he has the Nullstone. Oh, my God. Why were we in a position to let this happen? How did he find us? This is stupid. He well, throws Leofard off like a ledge, basically, and he gets oh, injured. Good. Oh. And then <laughs> Katshi is like, we will not let her rule the world. And Diab- Diabolos is like, might decides dominion. Now I will laugh as I send this rock and all of you to crash on the ground below. And Katshi is like, meow, 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 I'm a cat. And Radley is like, oh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be queen of the sky. And Utata is like, I'm a genius potato. And Google Stacia is like, oh, we're shutting down service quite soon, actually. You may want to get the time. And then I want you to guess what happens next. I don't remember. I, I legitimately can't guess that I just played through this. He gets shot in the face. That's heaven's right. word. It's heaven's word. He does get shot in the face. So <laughs> I should have guessed. That's an armada of airships. The lady pirate is back. She gets her like again. This is the thing. She gets her Han Solo moment here, right? Like she's showing up in her fucking Millennium Falcon at the Whoa. last second. But none of it is earned. None of these, like we have not had any time with these characters. Yeah, we have not so... had any kind of emotional development on any of them. I've wanted, I've wanted to skip this so badly, but I don't think I could. I didn't think I could do that. There is lore stuff about the void in here that I'm yeah. sure will be interesting later. There's lore stuff about the void and just about one of the the cat the the the, the, the what's it called thing the the calamities and oh the, sure. the war of the magi and it's like there's pretty that's pretty significant world building yeah so Diabolos is unhurt but of course he now gets to do the anime villain ha 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 now I will just leave and he flies off into a portal and then Leofard and Lady Pirate exchange a few barbs but Leofard is injured so he's going to stay behind. And he's like, wait, we don't even know where we're going. And Kat, she is like, it's probably the island where like she found the book, which is sort of makes sense and sort of doesn't. I'm not going to get hung up on it now. The book talks about the island, which is a special construction with a special purpose. It's the, final, to, yeah. it's the final destination of the Void Ark that it never reached. And Diabolus won't be expect he won't be expecting us to attack him in his base in his base of power. Yeah, they really built the cart. They really uh, built the cart before the horse. Huh? Is that it? Put the cart before the horse. 
they really i mean they 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 were like this is going to be perfectly fine we're going to build this city now and then deal with whether or not the ship works so we're off to the island and so we go into the raid and here we go this raid we did together there's there's a couple bosses i remember here that don't first make any one, sense what's the first one first one is doom is it doom gaze i think so i think it's doom gaze. it's called doom gaze um it's the the one where you get knocked off the ship six thousand times it's so unfun oh right yes i got it's knocked off i got so knocked off the ship multiple times Good God, I hate, I I always, I'm just going to say for Dunscape, I do, I am that toxic person that's like, nope, and leaves <laughs> if I get it in roulette. I'm just like, oh, I lost the one in 12. We're not doing this. <laughs> and that's the only one. The is other the, ones. Is the only one like, where you just, you exit immediately. I just don't. I, there's nothing here. It's not fun. The, yeah, the, I don't really want the, the gear glamours. It's all this pointy, it's like badly made costumey sort of gear that you get i hate it I, okay I i'm gonna like, keep that in mind it's i don't like this i don't like the aesthetic of the gear out of this this raid very much this whole I, series i would only like the gear for maybe, maybe look like a giant coffin if i can't have that i don't exactly care. where's the coffin uh the uh, anyway yeah so you get this doom gaze guy shows up you're like on the way to the, the boss battle he does a bunch of wind attacks, and then there's like a soft enrage where like the platforms will slowly become unavailable over time. They've nerfed it to oblivion, and even still, like sometimes you just have so many people that die to it, and you wipe because you can't, you just can't do anything. We 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 made it just fine. We had enough pumpers. Um, thank 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 the Lord. The, um, the next fight is uh the the, the fur dad guy again, I think. Or no, it's some other. It's some other guy. It, probably, I, with, I I don't remember. It's some other skinny I, demon. I I have like I have one boss. Co- I have this. Yeah, this well, one is like the one with the with the orb and then the donut, and then he sends out to the other Adomos what the orb and the donut are, and you have to like move, and then he's got a bunch of sides that spin around. This sure. is so unmemorable. The um the there's a mini boss here in between the second and third bosses that was added in patch. 3.5558 I don't know real close to the end of the expansion it replaced a different other mini boss that was equally unmemorable um but they decided to add in proto ultima weapon yeah i was a bit thrown when i saw this it- apropos of nothing else in this raid there's like no mention of the elegant empire whatsoever or icons or anything of the sort there like there's no reason for this thing to be here i i i have to assume that like there are no lore implications to this because otherwise absolutely it, not it it's makes just you're just sense. like in the middle of this like you know uh, uh danny elfman asked fucking score going through this uh goth city this little nightmare before christmas town and then suddenly <laughs> you're just like <laughs> It makes Why are no we sense. back here? <laughs> there's there's no reason for an ultimate weapon to be here. Be sa ta ho sa They're also like again, they're these elegant dreadnoughts and I'm like why are there elegant dreadnoughts why? here? What <laughs> just why? Huh. Whatever. We get through that and we get to the start of Kingdom Hearts. Just yeah, just get through it. We're just trying to get through this. Yes. Back to back to Kingdom Hearts town. Uh Queen Skathak. Skathak. It's just here with no fanfare. No like, fanfare. She's there. Uh, she's in her little throne room, and she's like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a little goth girl. I'm the queen. La 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 la." That's uh, a striking impression. I, I got chills <laughs> just now. That's um what she does. Those are her mechanics. Um, and we beat her in one shot. That's it. We just had to put up with her little song. That's it. It was easy. That's uh, it. Mission over. Everyone wins. Oh, no, wait. Oh, Diabolos is here, and he no, merges but, but, with like, her body to become a super demon. Yeah. Just, just, there's really nothing new and exciting that this raid does. Apart from Doomgaze knocking you off the airship, but that's not really exciting. It's like, it's a pain in the ass. The other two bosses, like, are all just like, they have mechanics that we've seen before. They've got tank busters. They've got dodge the AOE. They've got an ad that you kill. They've got a- an ad phase. Great. Great. Cool. Spinny attack. Yeah. Spinny attack. Spinny attack. That's about it. Um Oh yeah. D- d- there's the wings attacks, but like, oh now now you don't see the AoEs, but you see your big whatever. 
Um, Diabolos is here now, and this is kind of the final encounter. This one's pretty cool. It's finally. pretty cool. It's, it's finally, it's taken us. <laughs> and you know, I would say I think this this entire uh, uh, I think one boss of each of the raids is kind of cool. I like the Ozma a lot. That's uh, Ozma's good. I like Kuch- uh the tentacle guy who barfs everywhere. That one's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> with the foobar um and this one right um and that's not a that's not a very good ratio though <laughs> it's a one in four ratio oh positive thinking let's get through this the diabolos fight is um it kind of starts off just doing that kind of a point blank anyway there's this cursed mechanic it's like vuln up but it looks different but if you get i don't know why they bothered to make it a different curse mechanic but like there's this curse mechanic you get where the more stacks you get the more damage you take from certain things but not everything so it's like a weird vulnup mechanic that's not actually vulnup um it's i don't know why they chose to do it that way they haven't done anything like that since um but you you largely just fight him he does some aoe's maybe he summons some like oh he summons some like splashing orbs or plant like void balls that like crash into the raid same thing that like cloud of darkness kind of did but these knock people away um those can kill people but um once you get him low enough phase two kind of starts and he summons a big door door (laughs) door so and then he throws and then he starts charging up his dragon ball z void death ball at you and And your job is to is to i for some reason this door is called life gate and you can hit the door and the door will laser the ball back yes. i don't know why he even bothered summoning this door but he sure did seems counterproductive seems but counterproductive yeah. so we, we just whack the shit out of the door for like two minutes or so like, and then there's a, pretty... a big dragon ball z fight between the two lasers pushing back and forth uh yeah and you smack the door there's other uh, and eventually his own energy gets shot back at him uh, which is it's, it's quite cool it, it, it's pretty cool um but just before he gets defeated, he merges his body with that of Shkatak. Shkatak, I guess. I thought that happened at the start of it. No. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, no. This is like he's fighting us, and then he does it again. And now he's like, okay, now I'm going to merge. And it's like, why didn't you do that at the start? I don't know. Maybe you just thought he did because that would have made sense. Um, God. Okay. Um, so moving to this kind of second half of the fight. Mostly the same bit. Uh, there's one part where we do have to go kind of down into and kill an ad in in a in a, in a void zone. Um, he starts with a stone skin sort of like immunity that you just have to bust through. He like kind of starts. He takes zero damage. You're like, oh, what the hell's happening? This is weird. What are we doing wrong? But you just keep hitting him, and he starts taking damage. Um, uh, and, but but past the past the big laser fight, the mechanics of this fight i guess a lot of people did die but they just kind of died to like dragging the aoe's into each other and being bad (laughs) yeah it wasn't like challenging it was just kind of chaotic it's just kind of hectic um there's some orbs that spawn kind of like reminiscent of like the navrialis fight you know that that assian fight oh right yeah that thing was a mess that was also it's just a mess this i don't know i still like this fight but i don't love it i like that middle part with the with the laser the door is cool cool Take us out. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, we beat him. Oh, Katshi is like, his power isn't gone. But then Lady Pirate arrives just in time for him to emerge from a big shadowy thing. Mm-hmm. And he attacks Katshi, who looks fried and crispy. Dia- Diabolos is so pissed. He's like, ah, I'm time for me to quit the realm for the time being. He prepares to exit via a portal. And then suddenly, Leofard shows back up. He was injured, but he came anyway. Cool. He gets his Han Solo moment. We get two of them back to back. Nice. Great. And he tells Katshi that he still has a job to do. He gets the Nullstone staff to Katshi. Katshi picks it up and power blasts the demon. It's a big and glowy blast. And then he goes, you cannot unmake me. No. And then he dissolves. It, and then he gets unmade. And it's done. Cool. And Leofard's ship oh. is burning and he's sad about it. Solemn piano music is playing. Stasia is oh, like. Was I supposed to care? I don't know. Again, I don't know. <laughs> Leofard says some things about, I don't know, she almost missing his moments and stuff. And then the Lady Pirate ship pulls up. Last quest a red bill farewell. Back at the back at the base. Leofard is alive and recovering. He's mourning his ship. Uh, Lady Pirate says our alliance is now over. Leofard agrees. You know, there can be rivals to the end. Okay. 
Ketchy still feels foolish. You know, he had Leofart stay behind, but Leofart saved the day. He asked Stasia why the captain seems so melancholy. And then this is how we get her to tell us about the captain's sad backstory, about how he was orphaned as a child. His adoptive mother was a soft-spoken highborn who was locked inside all the time. And he was locked inside reading books of adventure all the time. So when she died, she made him promise that she would, he would escape this confined life that he led and lead free, live free as a bird. Her name was Ramil, same as his ship. And just, oh my God, why is this reveal at the end? This yeah, is- I'm already checked out at this point. Like th- I'm like already done with it. I got. I don't. I don't care that they're explaining this. No, this is. You, you can't do these character reveals at the end. You have to do them early on so that then we see what it means for the character. If you do it at the end, we just. We're I'm not done. gonna. I'm not gonna go back and recontextualize all this guy's actions through this new information. I'm super. I. I tried to. I guess. I don't know. It's been long enough that I kind of forgot. Like I knew. I knew that it, that was his mom. I guess. Okay. Anyway, Leofard shows up. He's like annoyed that she was blabbing all secrets, but he has a new scarf. He's going to give to Cat She because he's like, "You're a member of the pirate crew now. Congratulations!" And is this is this episode going to be just fucking miserable? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, I'm like so worried. Like, God, I this I I know my energy is just dour. It's okay. I've been trying to take it to like 300 percent for both of us. Woof. Anyway, okay, Katshi is like, great, time to be a sky pirate. I love this. Emotional closure. And okay. the last note I have on all of this is um, we look at the portrait of Ramil, his mother again, and it's got lots of spinning gears and pistons in the frame that's holding it. And I'm like, wh- why is this Why is this portrait powered? Is this some sort of like bizarre steampunk Dorian Gray situation? Like, can we get that story instead? And that's that's the end of the story. Yeah. We, we, we leave, and Leofard's like, there's no greater reward than danger. And Stasia sighs in exasperation, and the Lollafell tech pumps her fist, and it's an endearing cast of characters having a send-off moment. And I'm like, oh, okay, so the actual the actual thing here is, uh-huh. I do find one thing interesting about all of this, which is that you can sort of see in a lot of these scenes, especially some of these ones towards the end, you can see them deploying all the sort of like technical techniques that work to make stuff emotionally affecting elsewhere in the game. Mm. They've got music stings that come in. They've got characters who enter halfway through a conversation to add additional information. They've got sort of like, you know, poignant backstory that they're doling out. Like a lot of like the, the individual bits that they do on like a, here's what should happen in the game level that in other places makes sort of stuff work effective emotionally. And they're they're they are deploying it all here, and it's just over such thin sub substanceless content that it just it brings completely hollow. It mm-hmm. was kind of interesting to just sort of be like, oh, and here's the bit where they have this like musical cue come in because the tenor of the conversation has changed or whatever. But the actual like emotional effect is nothing. Yeah, um, maybe we didn't have to do this. <laughs> I know stuff about the void now that I'm sure will be relevant later. Maybe we did it. Maybe we did. I can't. Maybe maybe we're like forced to do this. I think. Oh, I mean, okay. Now there's like some side content later. Like, oh, maybe we could have could have even saved this post. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, if you know, you know, and if you don't, now you do. You know. (laughs) I don't know how to interpret any of that. I, I don't. What did I just say? I don't know what any of that means. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was just going. <laughs> Let's talk about the Halloween content. Oh, fuck! Why not? Um, what are we at time wise? We're at fifty minutes. Yeah, let's do something fun. Okay, Halloween content. Back. So the Halloween content. Yay! Um, this is our second Halloween content. Because the first Halloween was in January. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right. So, I remember that now. That's so funny. Um, but, well, COVID. Uh, the, the start of the, the quest is in Gridania again, and we meet up with our uh, familiar in- investigator. Correct? And he's like, oh, there's something going on. We're going we're gonna to get people... It's Hallow's Eve. We're gonna get people excited about this costume party we're gonna throw. Um, that you know we are gonna throw, and so get dressed and tell people to go to this location while dressed. But and this is very important. Mm-hmm. Look out for the members of the Continental Circus because nothing is more dangerous and sinister than people who travel around and don't put down roots. I don't like that. 
So we So the, the point of this costume contest is that he has like these magic creeps and when you eat one it temporarily transforms you into like, you know, a cute little like flying monster or whatever. Yeah. And the point is that it's gonna be like a great Halloween party. We gotta go convince everyone in town to also eat these treats mm-hmm. so that they'll also transform into cute little flying monsters and have a great Halloween party. Sounds amazing. Sounds great. Yeah, we go around and do it. We convince people to eat the treats. Cool. What happens next? It turns out he was actually one of those circus members in disguise and they were malevolent. Oh, no. Because they were actually despicable void scent, which is the exact phrase the game uses. Oh, thank God we just did the Shadow of Mach. And the actual plot here is that the treats that we ate were temporary, but the treats that townspeople are going to eat are permanent. And then the void scent are going to basically feed off of their despair when they realize they've all been permanently transmogrified into little flying demons or whatever. I am already so much more on board with this quest. (laughs) than i was about the past 50 minutes it's a lot of fun which 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 costumes did you go with i did the gala kitten um and then i did the big wraith mm, i didn't get to do the big wraith i did the little eye bat which was i bet's cute too. the eye bat was cute and i did the kitten also yeah you can't not do the kitten um so yes the turns out that the they are so they're the same people from the january halloween quests <laughs> they're back yeah they're um, back with their with their the pink-haired lady yeah. and the green-haired clown man mm-hmm. and the third guy who I can't recall the description of. The third the third person was actually a little floating eyeball. Oh, right. Okay. Eyeball. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. eyeball was a victim of theirs. And he was like, hell, I'm an eyeball. Um, but we, uh, we are kind of saved by... At this point, there's like... Yeah, like they're taunting us and like, haha, mm-hmm. we did it. Time to leave you alone. And then we're approached by a stranger in a gas mask. Yeah, honestly, work. Um, she, the the stranger, kind of. Um, so he leaves the the eyeball with us as they go and plot away with their victims or whatever. And then the the stranger comes in and saves, offers a cure to the eyeball, and the eyeball turns out to be the real inspector. It was the real inspector all along. Thank goodness he's back. Um, so we devise a plan to save the people that are um, transformed. And um, so now we have to just travel around and like give out the, the cure to everyone who's been transformed. Yeah, basically. basically. So that cure gets given out. And we also, we do that. We save them. We go back and we devise a plan to get back at um, the original guy. The, the ringleader. The ringleader. What's and, his and, name again? He has um, a name. His name is, I have it here. It is Papa Gruff. Papa Gruff. Papa and Mama Gruff. Gruff. Right. Yes. So and we go, we go, um, we, so the plot is mm-hmm. to use one of the treats to disguise ourselves as one of his companions and then approach him and trick him into eating a cookie that will like make him reveal his true form and like, and like basically like foil the whole plan and make him embarrassed right. and stuff. So we were going to, you could choose between a trans, another transformation, uh, something else. We choose between being Mama Gruff and something else. Everyone, Nobody picks them with something Everyone else. picks Mama Gruff. Everyone, everyone picks Mama Gruff. The hot pink, pink-haired lady. Dude, Mama Gruff rules. And so it's so funny because you, you transform into her and then you walk like 40 feet over to where he is. And there's just like five other Mama Gruffs also standing around him like in cutscene. <laughs> you can tell. Nobody chose the other one. Um... So in the cutscene, we we kind of we we butter him up to give Papa Gruff end up giving Papa Gruff one of the one of the treats that is actually a cure for disguises, right? Or which I will say, as emerges from this dialogue tree, they appear to be a very loving and loyal <laughs> demon couple. Like their relationship is really solid. <laughs> They're really sweet, actually. <laughs> They're really nice to each other, which is nice to see. It sucks that they're mean to everyone else, but you know. If you choose the dialogue, dialogue options that are a little bit more mean, he's like, "What? Why? Why would you say What's that? Wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best." <laughs> but we end up dispelling his glamour and turning him back into an imp, so that no one will. I don't know why no one's going to trust him in his clown outfit either. I, I guess I, I don't know. Whatever. I guess he can't transform into any other people. Yeah, it turned. It's all just the plot, like the. The wake doctor in the gas mask comes back and mm-hmm. poofs herself to reveal that she is, in fact, the Gourd of Legend. Love her. Which is a woman in a black dress with a white pumpkin for a head. Yeah, she's, she the, she's like the spirit of All, All, All Hallows' Eve. Um, she kind of, I don't know if she's actually talked to us before. I cannot remember. Email us. <laughs> I've, I haven't done every All Hallows' Eve. I've done quite a few, but not every one. Um, so email us. Anyway, but she wanted to foil their plot because she was like, "No, everyone's supposed to enjoy All Hallows Eve. This is this, this party is terrible. Like this is a, <laughs> this is awful. I want everyone to enjoy my holiday." And then she's like, "Thank you for your help. Do you want to come join me at my Halloween, uh, like my my mansion?" 
You want my secret Halloween mansion? Which yes, <laughs> it's great. There's it's tombstones and spider webs and pumpkins everywhere. This pumpkin is a, it's like decorated for a big fiesta that no one showed up to. There were there were a couple people. There are people uh, there, but like yeah, it's like still it was like kind 50 of a, tables it's a cute little like... playground area. Most importantly, though, once we get there, there are some NPCs that transmogrify you into other NPCs from the story. Yes. So we were able to um, do a much better version of the Shadow of Mott questline. <laughs> we just did. I just immediately was like, I'm Kryle. I was like, I'm Lefford. Oh, no. I've killed myself. <laughs> I just cast, <laughs> turned into a blue mage and cast self-destruct. And the end. It's so funny. <laughs> there were two NPCs, one of whom had like- um, Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Heaven's Word and, and the, the Rumberborn content. Game, and the other one had like Stormbloods and Beyond. And you were like, don't talk to the second guy. Like the spoilers in there. And I was like, I don't see the second guy. I, I was think- like, thank God. Because like the menus were spoilers. <laughs> yeah. No, like I, I did straight up did not see the npc that had the spoiler that's really i'm glad i'm like they have to have thought of this (laughs) but just in case they'll say it don't uh yeah and if you if i mean if you know you know and if you don't now you do (laughs) i i don't know so (laughs) that's my catchphrase stormblood's coming soon folks stormblood's coming soon uh thank you so much for listening to this uh much shorter episode of a uh, storm buds um next episode we're going to be talking we're not i know i know we're not done yet but next episode we're going to be talking about um 3.4 3.5 so excited to get back into uh good content again the and then after that we're going to start our journey into storm buds we have um some plans to update the look of our podcast i'm going to be we're going to try and take some portraits um and get some get some more because um if you haven't noticed we did release an animation um our oh, yeah, my co-host who did an excellent animation for our uh previous opening bit and alexander it's on youtube under our channel Stormbuds. um just just storm buds it's also like tiktok instagram. i think it's on tiktok yeah i don't think it's on instagram we couldn't get it to work on instagram oh, instagram right. was ass so it's just like wouldn't load and so it's just it's on tiktok as well um, check it out. It's just a minute of your time. It's very. I loved it. I think you did an excellent job. There will be more um, like that to come in the future. Um, where was I going with this? I was. A, there was a reason I brought that up. Oh, because uh, we instead of using like our real faces, we used kind of our characters. And I was like, why don't we brand to have our characters be that way? Yeah, I feel I like I sound more like my character in Final Fantasy looks more like I sound than I do. <laughs> Interesting. I think my you character know? looks nothing like I sound, but that's I think okay. that's true. I think that's true as well. But like, well, <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> logo refresh upcoming. And if you're listening to this a year from now and you're catching up and you're like, "What logo refresh? I've only seen the one logo." Oh, At last, yeah, the previous you one's probably lost. Well, time. Yeah, you could if we're still around at that point. Um, but yes, look forward to that content coming up in the future but for now we got some bills to pay we got some retainers to check why don't we t- get in our uh get in our regalia type g you get in the front seat i'll drive we'll take a trip on over to the market board all right well so i'm here to sell you on the ultimate gaming accessory oh boy that's right another one have you heard of the backbone like mine i yeah. have one what if you had a second one I don't need a second what one. What if you had a fully articulated Neuralink spine spine that tapped into spine? the back of the tapped into the back of your body and grafted you to your gamer chair such that you could um like use um mental impulses to control at lightning fast speeds? I don't know, Alex. What if I had one of those? <laughs> the backbone, it's a, it's three invasive surgeries and it's only fifteen thousand dollars before insurance coverage. So you oh. know, um uh, just regardless of what your plan is. <laughs> regardless of what your plan is. I mean, nobody's going to need this. I can't believe there's any insurance coverage. If your insurance covers electives, if your insurance covers any kind of elective, then you can then you can get a backbone installed for significantly less at you know at qualifying hospitals. But anyway, once it's installed, uh, you are unable to leave your chair. But also, why would you want to? Because now you have complete mental domination over all the technology before uh, right before you. Oh, okay. Um. I'm gonna be honest. That's basically just the pitch. You know, it's pretty oh, straightforward. This I guess time. I have questions. Um, what are your questions? Piss. Uh, piss. How? Catheterized. Oh, that's a fourth surgery. <laughs> so yeah, that, that one's minor. That one's not invasive. Are you sure? <laughs> Minimally invasive. 
Okay. Um, next question. Um, oh, there's so many. <laughs> you know, um, if you're asking, pro- won't it turn out like Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2? The answer is no. They thought of it and it won't. Okay. Okay, great. I'm glad they didn't. Um, you know, I guess I'll go through the motions here. Promo codes? Uh, promo codes is going to be um, StormBuds24. We'll get you 16% off. <laughs> Why does the 24 give you 16% off? Is it... <laughs> Where? Where do we put that in? <laughs> Why? Did you put that into your insurance claim? <laughs> You put that into the backbone.net, you know, uh, form that you fill you out. No, once you have the quote. backbone. <laughs> then you tell your cl- then you tell your insurance that you're a podcast listener and they'll ask you for a promo code and that's when you put in Stormbuds twenty four and that's when you get sixteen percent off. Me... If your claim is approved. Okay. Wow. I feel like we're gonna make a lot of money off that one. Hey, look, hey, we're getting like three percent of every fifteen grand, okay? We get like uh-huh. 20, 30 people to install this thing from listening, and I think we're going to be we're going to fund oh, yeah. this podcast for the 20, next year. 20, 30 people from install. Well, let us know how it's that like 30% is. 30% of our audience. Should, you know, you can email us. Conversion, right? <laughs> you can always email us. See how your, your new backbone's going. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. I'm done. <laughs> Night. <laughs> no, I got to say the thing. I got to say the thing. Boy. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to whatever this was. And until next episode, Born from Buds, Storm of Buds, we've been the Storm Buds, baby. Night. (laughs) Okay. I give up. That's the episode. Hey, I'm I'm a little goth girl. I'm the queen. La 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 la.